America spends five to ten times more on health care than any other country in the world. Then why does America rank number 43 worldwide for longevity? Third world countries such as Cuba and Costa Rica rank higher than the U.S. So what's wrong with health care in America? This is what's wrong. Our $3 trillion healthcare industry is focused on disease management, while 70% of our planet relies on traditional indigenous medicine that is focused on health optimization. Learn how. Join Dr. Dan Royal on the show, The Royal Treatment, bringing you the latest information on the best of medicine, biotechnology, and pharmacology, as well as secrets from the past. These secrets have withstood the test of time and are being rediscovered today. In fact, indigenous healthcare practitioners are using them for the benefit of their patients who seek optimal health and wellness. Now, here is Dr. Dan Royal. Greetings, listeners. I am Dr. Dan Royal, and we are here once again, as we are every week, to answer your health questions. Hopefully, you have questions. That's how we get through each and every day. Searching for answers to living a better quality of life. If you're looking for that, you can find us here in Las Vegas at the Turtle Healing Band Clinic. You can reach us at 702-562-1454. That's 702-562-1454. And you can always email me any questions you have at droyal at royalmedicalclinic.com. That's D as in Daniel Royal, R-O-Y-A-L, at royalmedicalclinic, all one word, dot com. So what we do here each and every week is we try to provide you some information which I'm hoping will be of interest to you that you can use in your quest to optimum health and wellness. That's what we do in alternative medicine. So we're here to answer your health questions and empower you with information you can use to improve your personal health and well-being. Why do we do this? Well, because your doctors can't help you. That's the sad state of our current healthcare system, which is based on disease management. Yes, you are protected if you're paying for health insurance for emergencies, but the current system is designed on prescribing medications to manage your symptoms and not make you healthier because of those prescriptions. In order to be healthier, you have to take matters into your own hands. Well, anyway, one of the things we do on our show every week is we do like to review obituaries of people who died too young from diseases that they shouldn't have had. We're going to look at that locally and internationally. We do this because the average life expectancy in the United States has been decreasing for the last three, soon to be four years, setting a new record for the United States and that people are living Shorter lives, not longer lives, in spite of our health care system. Things are seemingly getting worse, not better. We don't want you to be one of those statistics, but currently the average life expectancy is about 78 and a half years for an American citizen, which means about 81.2 or so for a woman and 76.4 for a man. So, after we review obituaries, we'll be looking at some current events, some things you should know about that have been published in the research, and we'll also be talking towards the end of the program a little bit about the power of the olive leaf. It's an extract we use to help improve immune function, which you find to be quite helpful. First, let's look at those people locally. I'm talking about here in Las Vegas and Nevada, Reno, that have died within the last week or so too young from diseases they shouldn't have had. First, we have a 51-year-old woman who had a history of diabetes. Now, she died unexpectedly in her home, which means she had a heart attack, sudden death syndrome. When you have diabetes, you lose the sensation or feeling, not just in your extremities, but even your heart, and you can have silent heart attacks. In this case, it was a silent fatal heart attack. A 52-year-old man, a journeyman carpenter, who passed away due to complications from pneumonia. 55-year-old woman who passed away following a long, hard-fought battle with lymphoma. It's a cancer of her lymphatic system. 58-year-old man who worked for the Regional Transportation Commission died unexpectedly at his home, also from sudden death syndrome or heart attack. 59-year-old man, an artist who drew, sang, and played guitar, passed away from brain cancer. We have a 63-year-old man who died suddenly and unexpectedly. 
That's our fourth sudden death syndrome from heart attack. 63-year-old woman, an elementary school teacher, passed away after she lost her battle with MS, or multiple sclerosis. 63-year-old man passed away after a long battle with cancer. It doesn't seem to matter whether it's short or long. Cancer always seems to win. 67-year-old man, a master elementary educator, died after long years of illness ending with cancer. And finally, a 68-year-old man who passed away after a short battle with cancer. Now, those are the people locally here in Las Vegas and Reno, Nevada, who passed away just last week, too young from diseases they shouldn't have had. When we come back with the break, we're going to talk about a relatively long list of international celebrity notables who died around the world within the last week or so, too young from diseases they shouldn't have had. I think you'll find this quite interesting, at least I do. And then we'll get into our discussion about recent publications involving medications and studies you need to know about, and finally, reviewing the power of the olive leaf extract. And I will tell you how you can determine if your immune system is deficient. I'm Dr. Dan Roy. You're listening to The Royal Treatment. We're going to be right back after the break. So please, my friends, stay with us. Targeting cancer cells with DMSO reduces the need for full-dose chemotherapy by up to 90% because DMSO targets cancer cells, not healthy cells. Research demonstrates that DMSO, also known as dimethyl sulfoxide, has an affinity for cancer cells, which also allows DMSO to enter them even when DMSO is carrying chemo drugs. Could low-dose chemo with DMSO be the answer you've been searching for? Find out more by calling Dr. Dan Royal at 7 702-562-1454. When low-dose chemo is combined with DMSO or insulin, it's called potentiation therapy. This is because the cancer-killing power they create together is much greater than when they're administered separately. Are you a cancer patient who wants more than disease management? Could low-dose chemo help you achieve optimal health and wellness? Call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454 to see if you qualify for low-dose chemo. That's 702-562-1454. Once a powerful leader in the world of finance and insurance, a now-retired Jim Stannard has taken on a new role as a singer-songwriter, fulfilling a dream that has burned for more than four decades. Working with platinum-selling rocker Kip Winger and Afghan Whigs guitarist John Skibbick to bring his songs to life, his debut release, Bucket List, has been met with enthusiasm. CD Baby syndicated writer Tony Mastriani wrote, This album is refreshing and most probably more interesting than what you've been listening to this year. It is my sleeper pick for Best Independent Label Album Thus Far in 2018. Jim Hines from Make a Scene agreed. Some gems here. Stannard has both a gift for poetry and narrative, drawing from a well of influences that include such diverse artists as Warren Zevon, The Who, David Bromberg, and Robert Earl Keane. Bucket List's 11 original songs makes up what Roots Music Report calls a grows-on-you set from a fresh and highly believable voice. Order your copy at jimstannardmusic.com or download wherever digital music is sold. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff, even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. This is Oliver X. Join me in the superstar at Jeanette Carter weekday mornings from 8 to 9 on the Reno Talk Tonight Show on America Matters Media. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now back to the show. We are back to the show, and I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You are listening to The Royal Treatment. Here every week to answer your 
health questions, and now we're in the second quarter of our program, continuing on with deaths of celebrity notables, people who died just this last week or so, too young from diseases they shouldn't have had. Think about the people that you know are dying in your area. Are they dying too young? Now, some people, admittedly, are living beyond the average life expectancy of 78, and kudos to them. But we want to make sure, if you're going to live a long life, that you live a long and healthy quality of life. And those are things we'll be talking about on the program. Things to do and things to avoid. Well, let's read about some people that maybe weren't so fortunate. First, we have Juice World, American rapper who died at 21 years of age after suffering a seizure in a Chicago airport and being rushed to the hospital. Natalie Harrowell, English rugby league player for England's national team, died at 29 years of age from sudden death. Remember, she was 29, and when we say sudden death or sudden death syndrome, it's actually very easy to test for, although most doctors throughout the country don't do it it's heart rate variability there's software for that program it can take about five minutes to check if you are at risk for sudden death syndrome what that means is you are all parasympathetic overstimulating in your nervous system from your brain and you have no parasympathetic or brakes to slow down that acceleration we have chris Cotton, American comedian who died at 32 years of age from unknown causes, although he appeared to be overweight. We have G.J., Chinese basketball player who died at 33 years of age from lung cancer. Pete Freights, American basketball player, I'm sorry, baseball player, and the inspiration for the Ice Bucket Challenge. He died at 34 years of age from ALS. A, myotrophic lateral sclerosis, or Lou Gehrig's disease. Ushiomara Motoyasa. Motoyasa? Ushiomara Motoyasa. Motoyasu. Anyway, a Japanese sumo wrestler. He died at 41 years of age from angiosarcoma. That's a type of tumor of the vascular system. Jose Rubio, American writer and journalist for New York Times, died at 42 years of age from Hodgkin's lymphoma, although he was diagnosed about six years ago in 2013. John Comer, American skateboarder, died at 43 years of age from brain and liver failure. Nell Gifford, British circus owner, died at 46 years of age from breast cancer. Paul McDermott, Irish lawyer, died at 47 years of age after a short illness. Philip Osandu, Nigerian soccer player, died at 48 years of age after feeling unwell at working and checking himself in to a hospital. In other words, he was unwell at work and checked himself into a hospital. No word on what the cause of death was. Vladimir Cyplikov, Belarusian professional national hockey, play, hockey player, died 50 years of age. Tabiso Mokosi, South African Army chief, died at 51 years of age after a short illness. Tessa Tamata, New Zealand High Commissioner to Cook Islands, died at 52 years of age after a short battle with cancer. Zaza Urashadze, Georgian film director, died at 53 years of age from a heart attack. David Vanoni, Italian physician and stem cell pioneer, died at 53 years of age after a long illness. Rajan Botakur, Indian politician, died at 54 years of age from kidney disease. Philip McKeon, American actor, died at 55 years of age after battling a long illness. Now, when they say long illness or short illness, they're usually referring to cancer. Alex Smith, British journalist, died at 55 years of age from a pulmonary infection, or could have been the treatment of a pulmonary infection. Ranjit Dizosa, Sir Sri Lankan politician, Sri Lankan, died at 57 years of age from a cardiac arrest. Von Johnson, American NFL professional football player, died at 57 years of age from kidney disease. Lisa Cazote, American soap opera producer, died at 58 
years of age after a long illness. Lynn Luyan, Singaporean actress at 58 years of age for pneumonia. Deepak Chetri, Nepalese actor at 58 years of age in his sleep and was found dead lying in his bed. Azucena Hernandez, Spanish actress at 59 years of age. She was a victim of quadriplegia from a motor vehicle accident that occurred way back in 1986. Yekaterina Durova, Russian actress at 60 years of age after a serious prolonged illness. Binyur Pashayan, Armenian Greco-Roman wrestler, world champion in 1982 and 83, died at 60 years of age from heart failure. Marie Fredriksen, a Swedish singer, songwriter, and musician, died at 61 years of age from complications due to a brain tumor. Denise D'Ascenso, American news anchor, died suddenly in her home at 61 years of age. Michael Lamper, American guitarist, died in his sleep at 61 years of age from metastatic lung cancer. Charles Dibby, Ivorian politician, died at 62 years of age at home after being sick for many months. Kimmy Lewis, American member of the Colorado House of Representatives, died at 62 years of age from breast cancer. Kate Figgis, or Figs, English author, died at 62 years of age from breast cancer. Aki Oosthuizen, South African rugby player for the national team, died at 64 years of age from colon cancer. Soliko Rohatensky, Croatian economist, died at, suddenly at 68 years of age. Ron Hogue, or Hogg, British police officer, died at 68 years of age from a, um, ALS, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, or Lou Gehrig's disease. Moondog Rex, American professional wrestler for the World Wrestling Federation, died at 69 years of age from a heart attack. Romanthan, or Romanathan. Indian politician died at 71 years of age from a cardiac arrest. Francisco Estrada, Mexican baseball player manager, died at 71 years of age after being hospitalized for heart problems. Roy Loney, American singer and musician, died at 73 years of age from multiple organ failure. Oshiro Takai, Japanese professional baseball player, died at 74 years of age from renal or kidney failure. Nikki Henson, English actor, died at 74 years of age from prostate cancer. Doug Woog, American ice hockey coach, died at 75 years of age from Parkinson's disease. Rosa Morena, a Spanish flamenco pop singer and actress, died at 78 years of age from cancer, although it was first diagnosed about 30 years ago. Anna Karina, Danish-born French actress, died at 79 years of age from cancer. And finally, Bill Simpson, American racing driver and businessman, died at 79 years of age from a stroke. That's it. The people who died too young from disease they shouldn't have had locally and internationally around the world just this last week or so. Hopefully, you're not one of those statistics. Hopefully, you don't have a disease. But if you do, there are things that can be done to improve your health and well-being naturally. Many things that can be done. I had a telephone consult this morning with a patient who's been allegedly diagnosed with all kinds of problems, including Lyme disease and candida and nutritional deficiencies and Epstein-Barr virus and so on and so forth. I asked her to send me everything she's got in terms of her recent lab work and all laboratory testing that has been done to diagnose these conditions. And then I also in return, sent her some things to get her started, some things to read about uh, what she can do to improve her health and well-being. The actual reason she called was because, well, she's in her early 30s, and over the last 10 years or so, she's losing her stature because she apparently has osteopenia or osteoporosis. I mean, she's somehow or some way losing bone. Now, there are a number of things that can be done naturally to help that. Of course, you can get more alkaline. That helps because when you're sleeping at night, your liver is going to be taking calcium from your bones if you're not alkaline enough, and thereby weakening or softening your bone, contributing to osteopenia and or osteoporosis. That's fairly easy. Even just drinking a glass of milk at night when you go to bed can make a big difference. Exercising, of course, particularly resistance training, can stimulate bone growth. 
Hormones are particularly important. I'm talking about natural hormones, not with all the side effects you read about with the hormone prescriptions, which are drugs, not hormones, because they're all synthetic and they all break down to unnatural products that have additional side effects of their own. Use only the natural products. Progesterone, for example, the most versatile supplement on the planet by far that can be used in children, women, even pregnant women and men for all kinds of conditions which we've talked about from time to time on this program. Progesterone stimulates bone growth, and so does testosterone. Estrogen, while not stimulating bone growth, slows down bone loss. Used in combination, you have a synergistic effect. But one of the things I found most intriguing in the treatment of osteoporosis is something I learned about many years ago. That is a pulsing electromagnetic field has been shown to be a treatment for, or you could even say curative of, osteoporosis. The technology that was used was called the Quantron Resonance System. They found that simply lying on the mat for about 24 minutes a day over a period of three months stimulated bone growth. How about that? We learned about the importance of electromagnetic fields from Dr. Robert Becker, who wrote a book on the subject. But in fact, this is a simple treatment that can be done at home for you, your family, your friends, your pets, totally safe and totally effective. Not just for that, but for other conditions. We use it, for example, in the treatment of our patients who have elevated cancer antibodies and viral titers and so forth. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You're listening to The Royal Treatment. We're going to continue our discussion. We'll come back from the break. Stay with us. After forming all the organs and body components necessary for human life, stem cells disappear, right? No! Stem cells are present in all of us just waiting for an opportunity to regenerate organs, joints, ligaments, muscles, and other body tissues they originally formed. Dr. Dan Royal has developed a unique patent-pending process for obtaining stem cells from your own blood. Stem cells can be concentrated, prepared, and delivered to areas where you need them most to repair old, damaged, and dying cells. Can your own stem cells help rejuvenate your body? To find out, call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. Your own naturally occurring stem cells are the ultimate anti-aging treatment. They can be used to improve facial appearance and hair growth, as well as for aches, pains, and other conditions. Could your own stem cells help you achieve optimal health and wellness? Find out by calling Dr. Royal at 702-562-1454. Don't wait. Call today. That number again is 702-562-1454. As an 18-year-old, I let my mistakes kind of take over my life. I was 0.5 credits away from completing high school, and I didn't do it. Ten years later, at age 28, Jackie finished her high school diploma. When I found out that I was pregnant, I know that I had to do something for myself if I wanted to make her a better person and provide a better life for her. My family never stopped pushing for me to be better because they knew what I could become and who I could become as a person. My support team is amazing. The educational director, my sister, and even my seven-year-old daughter has just been more than the support that I could ask for. I've been given an opportunity, and I'm just thankful for it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. As humans, we ask ourselves all kinds of questions. But what if we were forced to ask ourselves a question every day that affected the outcome of the most basic things, the most important things in our lives? The question is... What is your sexual orientation or gender identity? And the answer is the difference between keeping your job or getting fired. The answer is the difference between staying in your home or getting evicted. The answer is the difference between receiving medical treatment or not. Because in 31 states, it's legal to discriminate against people based on their answer to this question. LGBT Americans have the right to say, I do, but they don't have the same basic rights as everyone else. Get the facts at beyondido.org. Brought to you by the Gill Foundation and the Ad Council. 
This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ, a Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. We are back to the show. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You're listening to The Royal Treatment. If you need to reach me, you can always find me at the Turtle Healing Band Clinic. THBC Clinic. I'm here with other practitioners just like me. Practitioners who are seeking to make the world a better place by providing products, protocols, therapies to help you optimize and maximize your health and well-being. We use PRP, prolotherapy, exosomes, stem cells, things of that nature. But patients who are seeking to take matters into their own hands because they know that they cannot be healthy unless they take responsibility And we're here to help you as your health coaches, if you please, along that journey, which is a lot of fun, and it's pleasant, especially when you are succeeding. You can find me here at the Turtle Healing Band Clinic, 702-562-1454-702-562-1454, or email me, droyal at royalmedicalclinic.com. D is in Daniel Royal, R-O-Y-A-L at Royal Medical Clinic, one word, dot com. Well, let's get into it. I want to talk about some things that I think you'll find quite interesting. First is a study. This is a study that came out uh, just about a week ago. And it talked about those who are living too close to oil refineries. Now, you have a lot of these in Texas. In fact, that is where the study was conducted. And what they found was if you're living too close to a refinery, in fact, the closer you live, the greater your risk of cancer. After adjusting for various demographic and socioeconomic variables, individuals in this particular study who were living within 10 miles of a refinery had a 12% increased risk of bladder cancer compared to those living 21 to 30 miles away, although they were at risk as well. The findings presented here during a session of the Society of Urologic Oncology annual meeting showed that even living 11 to 20 miles from a refinery raised the risk of bladder cancer somewhat. Now, the author of the study said that there is a biological possibility for the link observed in the study and data supporting it. And then he goes on to talk about the various means to which we are exposed by living too close to oil refineries, as oil refineries during their production make aromatic amines a byproduct of the refinery process. And these have been shown to be causative agents for bladder cancer. In their study, the researchers used the Texas Cancer Registry to identify patients diagnosed with bladder cancer between the years 2001 and 2014 and matched this with the 2010 census data. In all, 14,924 cases of bladder cancer occurred within 30 miles of an oil refinery. Overall, they found bladder cancer rates of 25 per 10,000 individuals living within 10 miles of a refinery and 23.1 for those living 11 to 20 miles away and 22.8 living 21 to 30 miles away. So they're all pretty close. So if you're living within 30 miles of a refinery, be aware you need to take some preventive action to prevent your exposure to the byproduct of means produced in the oil refinery process. What can be done? Well, very simple. You can have a test done for environmental pollutants. There's a couple of ways this can be done. I had a patient recently who tested both ways. One is you take some DMSA. That is a product produced by the compound pharmacy that helps to eliminate heavy metals orally through the stool. It's actually quite good for removing mercury. So if you have mercury fillings, amalgam fillings, silver fillings in your teeth, you are swallowing mercury that is getting into your system. This is a known fact, and it accumulates in areas such as your jawbone and areas of elimination, such as your gut, kidney, liver, 
and hopefully it doesn't get into your brain. But the nice thing about DMSA is it crosses the blood-brain barrier. In this particular patient, we found that her mercury level was high. She also did a urine test. You can do a test using EDTA. It is an IV infusion, ethylene diamine tetracetic acid, and it removes heavy metals. And it has done this for decades. First found to be effective in improving heart disease in workers of the Ford factory that had been exposed to heavy metals. That was actually discovered by serendipity, a total accident. Removing heavy metals improved their cardiovascular condition. But EDTA, in her case, was found to remove high levels of lead, cadmium, gadolinium. Where do you get gadolinium? That's a radioactive agent. Well, you may see other radioactive agents, but gadolinium you get from radiological imaging testing. That's the common dye that is used, and it has some negative side effects of its own. But the good news is EDTA removes gadolinium radiologic dyes, along with other radioactive elements. So can you be tested for these things? Absolutely. Can you be trusted or treated for them? Certainly. The same methodology we use to diagnose is used to treat. Let that be a lesson to the wise. Something else you need to know about, there are many patients who are taking medications for pain, and a couple of them have been found to be associated with an increased incidence of Suicide. This one is a relatively recent and unexpected finding. Many people are taking gabapentin, which is used for nerve pain, and baclofen, which is used for muscle or back pain. Now, they are less likely than opioids to result in a fatal overdose, but they are each independently associated with dependence, misuse, and adverse effects, just like opioids. There was a retrospective review of data collected by the U.S. Poison Centers that was entered into the National Poison Data System. We, the researchers identified all cases of exposures to gabapentin between the years 2013 and 17 and baclofen between the years 2014 and 2017 in patients who were 18 years or older. Now, during this five-year period, there were 74,175 gabapentin exposures the gabapentin exposures increased by 72.3%, and the abuse exposures for gabapentin increased by, well, about 120%. During the four-year period for baclofen, there were 15,397 exposures. All baclofen exposures increased by 36.2%, and the abuse or misuse exposures increased by 31.7%. Co-ingestion of these medications with opioids were common, and it was found that gabapentin exposures and baclofen, baclofen exposures uh, together increased by about 52 or 52.1% when taken together. Now, the bottom line is gabapentin and baclofen misuse toxicity was found to be associated with increased use for suicide, which is something that was unexpected. This is occurring in patients who have chronic pain, who are typically taking other medications we think of for that, such as the opioids. So that's in, if you're taking those medications, just beware like opioids, they have a dependence, misuse, and adverse effect associated with them, not the least of which is death. Here's another one you might find interesting. If you have diabetes, that is, there is a medication called Actos, pioglitazone. It increases your risk of bladder cancer. Now, this took a, another turn with a new analysis of Medicare data showing an elevated risk with two other classes of type 2 diabetes drugs. The Actos was associated with increased risk of bladder cancer compared with other more commonly prescribed diabetes drugs known as sulfonylureas. The FDA first required label warnings about possible bladder cancer for Actos in 2011 and then later reaffirmed the warning in 2016. The increased risk was seen within the first two years of treatment. Now, despite efforts from the drug maker, Takeda, to debunk 
the cancer link. The conclusion fell in line with the recent population-based cohort in the United Kingdom, which found that people using Actos faced an increased risk of bladder cancer uh, compared to those who were taking other diabetic drugs. Interestingly, Takeda has since agreed to pay $2.4 billion to settle thousands of lawsuits from patients and their family members over the increased risk of bladder cancer from this drug. The risk appears to vanish, however, when treatment was discontinued within the first two years. So if you have been taking it for two years or more, you are at risk of bladder cancer. Here's another study that you might find interesting, as this can apply to just about everybody because it involves sleep. Sleeping more than nine hours a night or taking long midday naps were each associated with increased risk of incident of stroke. This was in a large study conducted in China. Compared to seven or eight hours of sleep, nine or more hours increased the risk of stroke by 23%, while six hours of sleep had no significant effect or risk on stroke. Now, a midday nap lasting more than 90 minutes also boosted the stroke rate by about 25%. Long napping and sleeping may also suggest an overall inactive lifestyle. The study adds a growing picture to the role that sleep plays in cardiovascular health. The researchers in China looked at 31,750 employees of the Don Feng Motor Corporation in China who had an average baseline age of about 62, and they followed them for about 6.2 years. The participants had no history of coronary heart disease, cancer, or stroke. Overall, 1,557 incident stroke cases emerged during the follow-up period, and this was compared with people who had reportedly good sleep quality. Those with poor sleep quality showed a 29% higher risk of total stroke. The researchers saw the joint effects between people who had long naps and long sleepers were increased by 85% more likely to have stroke than people who are moderate sleepers or nappers. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You're listening to The World Treatment. We'll be back right after the break. Stay with us. Low-dose chemotherapy uses only 10 to 20% of full-dose chemo, and it's known as IPT, or insulin-potentiated therapy. It's one of the safest and most innovative approaches to treating cancer effectively. IPT virtually eliminates side effects of full-dose chemo, such as nausea, hair loss, and fatigue. Could IPT be the answer you've been searching for? To find out, call Dr. Dan Royal at 702 562 1454. IPT uses low-dose chemo with insulin. Cancer cells have up to 20 times more insulin receptors and use up to 20 times more sugar than normal cells. That's why cancer cells thrive while normal cells struggle to survive. One study showed that using low-dose chemo with insulin resulted in a 10,000% increase in cancer-killing ability. Could IPT with low-dose chemo and insulin help you? Call Dr. Royal at 702-562-1454 to see if you qualify for IPT. That's 702-562-1454. The Delta and Bonanza Saloons in Virginia City are simply elegant. Imagine ascending the grand staircase and being surrounded by the Victorian elegance and grandeur of the historic banquet rooms. Original crystal chandeliers, mahogany bars, and oak dance floors highlight the eloquently appointed spaces. A truly romantic and unique setting for your wedding, banquets, or holiday parties. Detailed ceremony and menu planning ensures your special event is a memorable occasion. With just one call to Jesse at 775-847-0789, all of your arrangements will be handled by their experienced staff. With your every expectation in mind, including cakes, flowers, photography, videography, music, and party amenities, complete ceremony and Reception packages are available as well as their famous themed weddings. Since 1865, the Delta and Bonanza Saloon's guests have come from every state in the union. Now it's your turn. No event is too large or too small. Let the Delta and Bonanza Saloons plan your next incredible event. Call Jesse at 775-847-0789. Virginia City is the source of all the richness in the West. While today it brings us a summer of fun with camel races, cook-offs, Greek vibrations, outhouse races, parades, and many more events, it's never dull on the Comstock. A taste of all this richness can be found at Virginia City Kettle Corn Depot. Our kettle corn is made fresh every day with no additives, just coconut oil, sea salt, and some pure cane sugar. We also offer fresh caramel corn and white cheddar to which we can add jalapeno. 
This summer we are adding freshly made cotton candy and for hot summer days, Hawaiian shave ice, which on special occasions will offer some adult flavors like margarita, daiquiri, and pina colada. You can find Kettle Gordon Depot at the south end of C Street, across from the Sheriff's Office. Our long-standing customers have faithfully been returning to Kettle Corn Depot since 2012. Come get your group on in Virginia City. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ, a Lotus broadcast station. The power of radio since 1967. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775 775- 827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. We are back, and I'm Dr. Dan Royal, and you are listening to The Royal Treatment. We're in the fourth quarter of the show, and as promised, we're going to talk about the power of the olive leaf, and I will give you some rules for immortality. Again, if you need to reach me, feel free to call me and or my fellow practitioners here at the Turtle Healing Band Clinic here in Las Vegas, 702-562-1454 at 702-562-1454, or email me at droyal at royalmedicalclinic.com. D is in Daniel Royal, R-O-Y-A-L, just like it sounds, Royal Blue at Royal Medical Clinic, all one word, dot com. Now, I had a patient recently who came in, and the only thing I could find wrong with him was he had an immune deficiency. How do you determine immune deficiency? Because your doctor won't know, so I'm going to tell you. When you get your basic blood work done, it usually includes a CBC or complete blood count and a chemistry, which includes your liver enzymes, your kidney function, your electrolytes. When you look at your CBC or complete blood count, it gives you hemoglobin hematocrit. That tells us if you have anemia. If either one of those are low, you probably need to be supplementing with some iron. We have a good chewable of iron that works very well. The problem with iron is it's very poorly absorbed, and the products you get over the counter are even more poorly absorbed. Maybe 10% of what you get, and that's why you're constipated, because most of it is not being absorbed. But if you take the vitamin C, you have a greater probability of absorbing the iron. We use a product that's developed by Bariatric Advantage. Bariatric Advantage makes products for patients who have had gastric bypass surgery. They do not make any capsules. They do not make any tablets. They make products that are sublingual, that are chewable, and easily dissolvable so that you get maximum absorption and they work. Now, the other thing you look at when you look at your CBC is your white blood cell count. And it should be a certain number. You take that number and you multiply it by the lymphocytes. You'll see the white blood cells are broken down to eosinophils, which if elevated can indicate you have parasites, basophils, and monocytes, as well as lymphocytes. You need to take the lymphocytes, multiply it by the total white blood cell count, and you get a number. That number should be greater than 1,200 total lymphocytic white blood cells. If it's not you have what we call immune deficiency. This patient, who happened to be a family friend of mine, had a total white blood cell count, or lymphocytic white blood cell count of 800. He is immune deficient. And he actually came in for an entirely different reason. What do we do to treat that? Well, you can use something like olive leaf extract because it helps improve immune function. You can also use colostrum, which we've talked about before on this program, the real thing which provides you passive antibodies. But let's talk about the olive leaf. Now, the olive leaf contains key opponents. It's a fruit that is, well, from Mother Nature. And phytochemicals from the olive leaf and its fruit have powerful immune support, bacteria and germ-killing properties. There was a book published some years ago by Dr. Morton Walker entitled Olive Leaf Extract, Nature's anti biotic. Think about that. Now, going back some time, oh, now we're going back about 20 years, he gave an interview in which he said the olive extract is the finest antimicrobial product that exists in the market today. That's not a drug, that is. Dr. Walker discovered olive leaf extract in the early 1990s and scoured the Yale Medical School Library 
Remember, at that time, we didn't have the Internet, unearthing 700 studies on it. Dr. Walker explained, and I'm now quoting, Oleuropine is so antimicrobial that it actually kills the yeast in other ingredients used to ferment olive oil. With olive leaf extract, you will have an antimicrobial that if you take on a regular basis, preventively, as I do, it kills virtually every germ. It kills fungi, bacteria, viruses, protozoa, and parasites, and eliminates problem pathogens from your body. When you do not have infectious problems, it does not disturb the friendly flora in your gut. It only works against the pathogens, not the good guys. Well, that's a relief. It's not just the oleuropine that helps, though. Hydroxytyrosol is a powerful part of the olive fruit that has a minimum of, well, 5 milligrams of air capsule of what we use in our olive power. An excerpt from a study entitled Antimycoplasmal Activity of Hydroxytyrosol was published in Antimicrobial Agents and Chemotherapy. It concluded... And I quote, the present findings indicate that hydroxytyrosol might be considered as a promising antimicrobial agent for treating human infections. Its safety and good bioavailability represent additional advantages for its possible therapeutic use. Therefore, one might speculate that dietary intake of the polyphenols contained in olives and olive oil could produce the risk of mycoplasma infection. We believe that mycoplasmas could be an interesting tool to study and bear care better characterize the interaction of hydroxytyrosol with bacteriological membrane. <coughs> Further studies are needed, of course, to clarify these points. <coughs> now, the olive leaf has triterpenes, considered to be minor constituents of its leaf and fruit, but recently are getting attention for their previously undiscovered benefits. A 2013 study summarized the value of triterpenes. Quoting again, it says, These triterpenes are described to present different properties such as anti-tumoral activity, cardioprotective activity, anti-inflammatory activity, and antioxidant protection. Olive oil triterpenes are a natural source of antioxidants that could be useful compounds for the prevention of multiple diseases related to cell oxidative damage. Well, that is a little bit about the olive leaf and its power. Now we want to switch gears and we want to talk a little bit about what you can do to be immortal, so to speak. These are some rules for immortality. They come from the book, Stopping the Clock. Now, this book was written by the co-founders of the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine, or A4M, Dr. Ron Klatz and Dr. Bob Goldman. <coughs> and this book, Stopping the Clock, discusses why many of us will live past the age of 100 and enjoy the extra years by regaining energy and vitality, halting or reversing damage to our body, and how to take steps to avoid diseases such as heart attack, arthritis, cancer, and diabetes, which reduce lifespan, as well as increase mortality. We talked about that at the beginning of the show. People who weren't so lucky at improving their longevity by avoiding these degenerative diseases that shorten your lifespan and reduce your quality of life. So what are some of these rules. Well, let's take a look. The first and most important rule of anti-aging is don't die. You have to stay alive. The second rule is don't get sick. The third rule is don't get old. <coughs> now, I should back up a minute to say, when we say don't get sick, that means you have to be investing in your health every day. You have to be taking preventive action to maximize and optimize your health. Some of these other rules will give you an idea about some of the things you can do. But we just said the third rule is don't get old. Every day you stay healthy and alive is another day medical science comes closer to finding the ultimate cure to aging. So don't die, don't get sick, don't get old. Next, avoid stress and depression. They are major causes for premature aging. Exercise daily, if possible. 
I always liked the Body for Life program, which had you exercising six days a week, but taking one day off. So that includes if you're dieting, you can even cheat one day a week. Make life enjoyable, whether you're exercising or dieting. But exercising daily is the number one defense against the infirmities of aging. Next, we have limit fat in your diet. Now, there are obviously certain types of fat you want to be ingesting that are healthy and good for you. These include the monounsaturated, the mono, yes, monounsaturated fats, such as we just talked about, olive oil. But there's also macadamia nut oil and similar oils such as that. Coconut oil is also a good one with medium train triglycerides, but you have to get the real thing, not the refined product. So limit the fat in your diet because it's directly associated with increased risk of heart disease and cancer. I'm talking about the bad fats, polyunsaturated fats. Next, something else we talked about in this program today, sleep. Seven to eight hours a night, but not more. Remember, nine hours and long napping is associated with increased risk of stroke. Quality of sleep is essential for rejuvenation and repair. When you're sleeping, your brain should be should be rejuvenating your body organs. There's a process that occurs, assuming that the Earth's magnetic field is high enough for that process to take place. If you suffer from insomnia or other sleeping problems, well, you probably need to see your alternative medical doctor. Next, consume little or no alcohol, as it is neurotoxic. In other words, it kills your brain cells. Don't smoke. Every minute you smoke is a minute of your life taken away. Try to keep your ideal weight or even 5% below ideal body weight. Mortality begins to increase significantly at 20% above your ideal body weight and at 10% below your body weight. So you want to look for that sweet spot. Maintain optimum antioxidant vitamin blood levels. Animal studies indicate a 20% increase in longevity with optimum supplementation. Early detection is the key to a cure for both heart disease and cancer. Blood tests and comprehensive anti-aging physicals annually, if not more frequently, from your alternative medical doctor can help you in this regard. Drink adequate purified water daily and think young. Aging is as much a state of mind as it is a state of physiology. Keep young friends around to remind yourself what youth feels and thinks like. Finally, do not accept just getting gold. Fight tooth and nail to remain youthful and vigorous. Well, I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You've been listening to The Royal Treatment today. Hopefully, my friends, you've learned one new thing. And if you have learned one new thing, then your time with us has been well spent. We'll be here again next week for another episode of The Royal Treatment. Until then, my friends, may you all be well. Until then.